Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Audible. What's going on, SFL Nation? Welcome to the SFL Audible. Host Nelson here with Benjamin. Benjamin, how you doing, man? Hey, Nelson. Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I know you uh, had a really great offseason so far. You graduated. We just talked about that off air, right? Congratulations. Um, let's see that you're, you know, now getting out of school, be able to start, you know, doing some other things here and, Really good stuff, man, especially in this pandemic. To hear good news like that is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely, and thank you. Uh, it was definitely a long four years, um, but I'm definitely glad it's over and finally can get out into the real world now, so it's very exciting. <laughs> it is very exciting indeed, man. You know, Portland's all behind you on it, and, you know, here in, inside the league, you know, we, we support you, KT, myself. We're so happy to see you, you know, graduating, and it's great to have you on. We don't have KT tonight, but shout out to KT. Hope you're getting some rest. Uh, you know, he's been working some man hours over there, so you know, again, we're gonna <laughs> hold it down for him while he while he takes a nap. So, uh, without further ado, guys. So on tonight's show, we're gonna be talking about the SFLM, talk about the games the night before. Uh, ben has a hot take of his, right? We know he's not gonna talk about kickers. We know how much he loves kickers. Um, but Ben will give his hot take on on a discussion topic. And then from there, tonight, just like we've been doing all the way leading up into the draft, we're going to have a team showcase. So tonight we'll have Jacksonville King, Mike All, the GM, uh, and then we'll also have Louisiana Revolution, Ross Napoli, who's also the GM of that organization as well, on a little bit later on tonight. So if you do want to call in when they come on, uh, the phone number is 515-605-9847. And without further ado, let's kind of talk about how the games went. So, Amazing games all around. I didn't get a chance to gra- watch all of them, unfortunately, just kind of being a little bit busy. But I do want to recognize the games for yesterday. So we have the Albuquerque Adams versus the Madison Lynx, and this ended up going in Albuquerque's favor, 28-20, to 20, um, beating the Madison Lynx. We have the Lexington Miners versus the Tacoma Grizzlies. 17-30, to 30, the Grizzlies came through and dominated a very strong Lexington Miners team, which was quite surprising that that ended up being the game. We have the Ottawa Calvary, Ben's old team, <laughs> and uh, the Memphis River Runners, 13 to 16. Ben, we're going to hear your hot take about how your old team did. And then uh, Salt Lake City Rustlers versus the San Jose Flight, 19 to 24. A lot of these games were close, other than the whole uh, Lexington Miners versus Tacoma Grizzlies. But shout out to every single team. You guys really put it out there on the field. And I only got to ch- catch the Ottawa Calvary game and the uh, Salt Lake City Rustlers just for the, you know, trying to catch up with everything else. And those were all very strong, close games. I know the Memphis River Runners game went into OT. And shout-out to Cam as well, man. He did that whole thing by himself to try to broadcast, talk about it, everything. Big ups to him for uh, holding it down for everybody, right? Um, and then the Salt Lake City Rustlers and San Jose game, it was a lot of fun. Jimmy Hazard went off on that game and just basically put the team on his back. Uh, Joseph Green had an amazing job, too, keeping the ball, playing it safe. Uh, Shout-out to Tommy Utah on the other side, man. He was trying to ball out as much as possible. 
there was this one throw, like he got away from the defender, went to the sideline, stepped up, got hit, and then delivered it to the wide receiver. Unfortunately, the wide receiver didn't catch it. But, again, great job to all the teams that played yesterday. Really great job. Those were the scores from yesterday. Um, and some small takes, but I, I'm going to tell you, that, San, that last game I caught with San Jose versus Salt Lake, it really was a Jimmy Hazard show, man. He really was uh, shaking and baking people out of their boots. Now, Ben, we ain't have you last week, right? So I want to discuss the topic, uh, you know, on hand about you were you were talking about the whole San Diego thing. And, again, um, shout-outs to, to Optimus, shout-outs to Tyler Falk. Um, again, if for the folks that don't know, Tyler decided to go into free agents. And uh, is a free agent now, right? So that was kind of the big news from it. Um, I know folks weren't too happy on maybe how it was presented per se. Like the presentation was actually fine, I think, for a lot of people. I just think what was talked about wasn't really the fondest of things. So, Ben, I know you want to give some of your takes on that before we continue on, before we go on the show. And again, this is probably going to be the last time we really discuss it. Uh, the good news is we will potentially have San Diego's GM, Connor Weston weeks down the line, but we, we are working to try to get him also on the show. So he'll be able to kind of clear some, uh, you know, help out with, with how the organization is and present that stuff. So I'm so excited to have him on as well. But what is your take on everything, Ben? Yeah, so uh, as you said, I wasn't on the show last week, so I wasn't able to talk about this. But um, I, I was kind of shocked. I, I didn't expect that to happen. I watched the whole press conference thing. Uh it's quite funny, actually, because in the SFL as a player, um, I'm a, a lot of the times I'm on the player's side, whereas as the NFL, I'm more on the team side, and I don't really like the players talking like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I don't mi- mind what he did, to be honest. I know some people just kind of despise it a lot. I thought it could have been handled a, a bit better, and perhaps some of that stuff could have been left uh, internal, inside the organization. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, shots fired yesterday on the uh, staff openings. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Optimus Klein throwing a little shade towards Tyler, I think. Uh, so that was pretty interesting to see. Um, you know, I, I didn't hear as much, uh, I think, who was a Jalen Wells, I think, talked on the Dave Axis show after dark. Um, I didn't get to catch all of it, but I know, he was disagreeing with some of the things Tyler said. I do do want to know some more stuff from the San Diego side because I do. There's always two sides to the story, and I think it's only fair to hear their side of the story. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, some you know some kind of uh, big news coming out to start free agency or start the off season that Tyler would be leaving because of the circumstances that occurred in uh, San Diego, and especially as a, you know, first pick mm-hmm. um, in the draft. Yeah, those are big shoes to fill, right? And I, I I like to clarify, right? Like, I think the presser and everything, I love it, right? Because it's it's what realistic football is, right? So I, I love that section of it. I think keeping more of the dirty laundry off of there. Because uh, to me, I, I think every rookie should give a team a chance, okay? There, there's always always every season somebody want to talk about a team and this and that and you don't want to go there and blah 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 right but I'm going to tell you every team is different every team's locker room is different every team's dynamic is different find what fits you there's 20 plus teams right like there's a lot of us 
So why don't you just go and give everybody an opportunity? And I feel like that saying that, being the number one pick and then saying that some of the stuff can make a rookie or make somebody not want to go there, which is not fair, right? Maybe it didn't fit for you. Mm-hmm. It may fit for somebody else. And I think, again, he did say, like, hey, clearing it up. And then he did put out the memo again saying, hey, I'm not saying anything. Like, you know, I'm trying to still say, you know, Optimus, Optimus is going to be something great. But at the end of the day, what you've already said was done. People are now talking about it instead of them having to focus. And, and they even said it too, look, we're not even going to focus on it. We're going to push it behind. And I think that's great as an organization, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you need to necessarily say anything about it. And, and you know, Jalen came out and said his piece, and I think it's great. Actually, I caught Cam's interview with Ashley Jackson. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. She posted it up on, on lead content. If you don't, just um, go on YouTube. Search SFL Nights with AJ Stryker, and you should be able to find it, right? Um, but she talked to Cam about, you know, some of these hot topics, right? And one of the hot topics were, what are your thoughts about people doing press conferences and the whole situation that happened? And I think he had a really good point. I'd love to share that point, right? What you decide to do in this league is your decision. But you always have to remember that, again, whatever you say, you have to live by, right? So if you... Feels, you know, whatever it is you say out here, it's going to have repercussions for you to either, A, your, affect your brand or whatever the case may be. And I think, again, brand understanding, right? So how you carry yourself, how you show yourself, you got to understand that, right? And you got to understand that everybody understands where you're coming from. So you have to be able to understand what your audience may take from this presser or from this comment or whatever it is, right? And he just said, hey, look, I just want to let you know, I have no problem with any of this stuff, but just remember, whatever you say, you have to own up to, and you cannot, and you have to understand there's going to be a level of accountability. And when you put your comments out there or you put your ideas or ideologies or whatever out there, you're, you're open to criticism, right? So just understand yep. that. And some people don't want to, want to be in that situation. And that's why I try to tell a lot of rookies, right, like we're humans just like you. Okay, I have to go to work just like everybody else. I have bills just like everybody else. I have a family like everybody else, right? So I'm no different than any other man and understand that in this role, I don't want extra drama, okay? I don't think any GM would want extra drama because we have a life too. And we want to have fun in this league just like you do, right? So I think common courtesy, understanding, and then knowing who you can joke with, right? Knowing who who, who you can have those kind of conversations with. I don't think all the conversations need to go on gen chat, right? Like, but they do, right? And and it's just how you go about everything that I think is key. But I want to clarify, right? Like, there's, I think the press conference was awesome, right? Being able to have, you know, news outlets on there was awesome for them to ask questions in that moment in time. But I just think, again, what bothered everybody was more of the, hey, you're going to put out the laundry of your team, and now it may make people feel some type of way, or now they have a little bit of a guard when when communication with, with San Diego, which, again, I think if you're a player in this league, you need to make your own decisions on what teams are versus, you know, allowing somebody to dictate that. But that was just my part of it. What, what about you, Ben? You got anything else to add? Um, Not really, no. I think you said it perfect there that, you know, I, I don't I don't think people should purely judge San Diego based on what Tyler said. They're going to have to make kind of the – you know, decision and view by themselves and opinions. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
We'll have, we'll have yeah. to see how it affects them in the draft uh, coming up. I think that would be that's going to be something interesting to see. I don't think it's going to affect them a whole lot. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have to see. Yeah, and, and again, right, just one-off situations, you know, and it is what it is, and we move on for it, right? So we will have San Diego one day here on the show. Um, we're not really going to be discussing the topics. I love to keep these these portions for the rookies and free agents. If you do want to call in, again, the phone number is five one five. Six zero five nine eight four seven. 9847 You can call in uh, and speak to GMs of these respective teams. And, again, this portion of the show, for everybody to know, is really going to be um, – it, it's really for you guys, right? Any rookies that are listening, free agents that are listening, this is for you, right? Um, speaking to the GMs directly tonight, you're speaking straight to, your, to one of the front office staffs. Uh, if you're not comfortable speaking on air, there's always our Discord channel, which is inside the league. You're more than welcome to go in there, add your questions on there as well, and we'll read them out to the general managers as we see fit. But this is for you guys, right? If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to send a message, please do so. Uh, we have some wonderful, wonderful guests this evening tonight, and I'd like to go ahead and introduce our first guest of the night, general manager of the Jacksonville Kings, Mike All. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Hey, Nelson. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well this evening. <clears throat> I played some volleyball earlier, and now I'm just relaxing in, in nice, cool air in my basement. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Is it like you were doing it for fun, or did you? are you part of a team, anything like that? No, yeah, it's a, it's a volleyball league. I, I play a lot of volleyball during the summer, and, and uh, I was subbing on the team at 530 this afternoon, so... Oh, man, so you, you're pretty relaxed right now, you, you know. So, <laughs> well, I want to thank you first and foremost, right? This was your idea, right? So shout-outs to you um, coming up and, and having GMs be on the panel for these rookies to go ahead and call in. I think it's awesome. Um, like like I told everybody before, this is really to showcase the great teams in this league. I love to hear directly from the front office about, you know, again, um, who are the Jacksonville Kings, you know, uh, what is the front office goals or what are you guys trying to achieve? What needs are out there, right? Also, if rookies aren't paying attention to the uh, player openings, what is currently available for Jacksonville at the moment, right, that, you know, any anybody can, can uh, you know, hit you up about. And just overall being able to have rookies understand maybe how to contact you as well, your Discord, all that stuff. So thank you again, Mike, for being on tonight. Yeah, no problem. And, and yeah, I thought uh, when we talked, uh, when we were on Dave's show, I thought it would be really helpful for you, uh, not only the fact that you're a GM, but to have others of us on here helping answer those questions that rookies have. And I know you do a good job of uh, getting rookies out there and showcasing them. So thank you for doing such a good job for, for the rookies in the league in general. Uh, no problem, Mike, man. It's, it's, it's honestly, man, you as well being on Dave's show willing to go on other people's shows and help out, man. I mean, it, it's it's all appreciated. You know, we all do this out of our own our own free time, right? So it's not like anybody's paying us for this. So any help is, is definitely uh, loved and appreciated. So uh, what, let's start off. So how long have you been the GM for, for Jacksonville? Um, and what are some of the needs that you guys have so far? Sure, yeah. So <clears throat> last season I started out uh, as assistant general manager uh, learning the ropes from Frank, and uh, he showed me a lot of things and, and taught me a lot of things uh, during my rookie season that helped carry over into this season. And, um, did a lot of rookie scouting and uh, really showed my worth putting in the work, putting in the time. 
because uh, that's what's important. If you want to grow in this league, you've got to put in your work, you've got to put in the time, show that you're here, that you're going to get it done to help help your team succeed, and that ultimately will benefit you to help you advance to where you want to get to in this league. And as a rookie, GM was definitely somewhere I wanted to be, and I put in the work, and here I am. <clears throat> so exactly. about, uh, yeah, about halfway through the season, Frank promoted me for, for all the work that I did, and um, it's been a fun ride ever since. And, um, you know, in Jacksonville, we're now the winningest franchise uh, in the league, uh, having the most wins uh, during the regular season uh, and, and playoffs. We just – we don't have – we're also the fastest team to 100 wins as a franchise, uh, which is pretty impressive because we did it just after – Queen City got to 100 wins, and then a couple games later, we got there, uh, and we, we did it. <laughs> didn't let them keep it for long, huh? No, no, we didn't let them be the only one for long. Uh, and we did it in 151 or 152 games, I believe. Yeah, so it that's was, awesome. It was quite, yeah, it was quite the feat. Frank has uh, built a very strong and uh, successful franchise here. The only thing that we have yet to accomplish is uh, bring home that championship for Frank, and um, that's what I'm working on right now during this offseason, trying to put those pieces together to bring home that championship. Now, Jacksonville hasn't always been in Jacksonville, right? That They did move at one time from Tallahassee, if I'm not mistaken, um, from Tallahassee now to Jacksonville. Um, and through that whole time, Frank has been the owner the whole time, correct? Correct, yeah. Frank has been the only owner. Uh, it started out in Tallahassee, and uh, eventually he did over to uh, Jacksonville to have the franchise closer to home. Okay. Yeah, so, again, one of the OGs, right, as as you like to say, teams that started from the beginning, um, and, and, you know, uh, Jacksonville has that history. Um, and you guys just – and, again, too, you guys have some people that have been around for a long time, right? Your, your quarterback just retired, right? Um, but – he had been in the league for a long time. I think Cam said four years, which was like 11 seasons, which is amazing. So it shows the consistency that you guys have as well in your roles and your positions that you guys have. So that's really great. Um, what are some of the goals that you're trying to accomplish as an organization? So um, as an organization, uh, like I said, we've accomplished a lot already. The last uh, shining star that, that Frank is reaching for is that, that bring home that championship trophy. Um, and, and I want to help them get there. Um, and in order to do that, we have to build a team of uh, hardworking uh, people that want to succeed in this league, uh, people that, that aren't afraid to, you know, get a little down and dirty uh, in the trenches and off the field in the scout room and in the stats department and obviously uh, as the only team that has one in the Jack's data department uh, to help find ways to help our team succeed. And uh, we, we do a really good job of that. It, it's nice uh, in Jacksonville, and I, I know in a couple other teams, uh, we have a team of scouts that, that works together, and we're always looking to add more people to that team. The more people that you have, the easier it makes it for everybody to put in their time and, and make it work. And it, it's, it's really nice, and it, 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 it helps you feel like when your team wins that not only did your team win, but you helped enable that win. You helped your team get there, not just by building a player, but by being a part of the team. 
And you guys were the, not too long ago, one of the best locker rooms to be in, right? You guys won that award. Was it last, not this just past, but season 15, correct? I think that's when you guys won the locker room of, of, of the year, correct? Or yeah, season, correct. Uh, season 15, we yeah we won the commissioner's uh, franchise of the season award. I, I was going to say year, and I always want I always want to. I know you always want to say year. <laughs> it's, it's how you really yeah. think of the National Football League versus everything else. So I completely understand. Yeah. But yeah, no, knowing that that was just one season removed, right, of being that um, franchise with having the you know best locker room, that's really awesome, you know, again, and I know you're trying to repeat that. So uh, what are some of the needs that you currently need in Jacksonville? Again, for agencies right around the world, so I don't, if anything is happening through there, please don't share, you know, like just share what's out there. Um, but, yeah, go ahead, like share with rookies or potential free agents that are out there with some of the openings that are going on in Jacksonville. Yeah, so um, we had a few of uh, the oldest players on our team retire this season. They they definitely put in a lot of hard work and, and a lot of time for our team. So um, Christian Christensen retired, so that opens up a quarterback position. Uh, Ken Gossett retired, one of the greatest wide receivers that was up ever in the SFL, and so that, that opened up one wide receiver position. Uh, we had Alex Bond, uh, a very uh, awesome and successful strong safety for us, so that opens up a strong safety spot. And then we also had our kicker retire, um, who hadn't missed the kick at all until this last season. Uh, and he was definitely in position uh, to chase down Kramer Jackman, but uh, unfortunately uh, life events came up and, and necessitated an early retirement from the league. Um, we also had some spots open up at uh, linebacker, uh, at cornerback, uh, we also have a spot open up at fullback. We're also looking for another tight end. So we want a second tight end to uh, uh, complement Jack Wall, which shouldn't be too hard. Jack Wall is probably the most easy person to complement in the league. Yeah, those and combined, I mean, they're all vets. So combined, they probably have a few seasons under their belt. So it shows consistency with you guys, right? Like you're not a team to turn over a whole bunch of people or whatnot. Like these gentlemen – um, all helped out in you know for a long time in Jacksonville and were pretty much staples, especially your quarterback, right? Um oh, yeah. him a lot in Gen Chat and everything else. So um definitely I know that would be a leader there and I'm I'm sure you're trying to figure out how you're going to um uh, replace them, right? So what are some of the things that are important to you um for rookies to know when they reach out to you or anything else like what is what are some important things that you're looking for and then as well as uh you know how again how do you like them to reach you do you think uh just sending you a discord message kind of explaining who they are or what are some of the things that you like as a general manager of jacksonville uh you'd like to see rookies or free agents be able to uh, send it to you or show you yeah just uh hit me up in my dms uh uh it's it's under my name, Mike Hall. Um, and just let me know who you are, uh, what position you play, and then we'll start talking. And what's what's most important to me is is not the player on the field because um, builds can be adjusted and fixed during during the year if it's not perfect. What what we're looking for, what I care about, is the person behind the player. So who are you? Um, what brought you to the league? Uh, what are your goals for the league? Um, 
what are you looking to do as you grow in the league? Um, what can you bring to the team aside from just being a, a player on the field? Um, and, and if what, what I really want is guys like me, guys that are going to show up and put in the work to help the team succeed. And I, I say guys, guys and girls, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, you know, genderfy anything. Um, but, but yeah, uh, just people that, that want to help their team be successful by doing what they can to help the team achieve that goal. Okay. Yeah. That, I think that's, that's great things for rookies to know. Right. Um, and do you guys have, like, I know at a time you, when your Jack's data section, they needed some people. Is that still something that you guys need now? Is there still, um, go, do you still need people to help out with that side? I know you mentioned scouting and things of that sort, but things with maybe that data side, is that still open as well for if, if a rookie potentially wants to help out with Jack's data? Is that something that's still a possibility? Oh, yeah. So uh, Hunter and Jack, um not only uh, would definitely love some more people in the data room, but they want to grow it so it's not just Jacksonville-centric anymore. They want it to be a league-wide thing. Um, so it doesn't matter what team you play for. If you want to be a part of the data team, we'll just call it. We won't focus on Jacksonville at the moment. But if you want to be a part of the data team, um, you know, if you, if you like doing math, if you like making graphics, if you like writing, uh, they can use you. They can definitely uh, find a spot for you on the data team, and and they want it to be a more SFL centric thing than, than just a Jacks centric thing. All right, awesome. I want rookies to know, like again, that came from Jacksonville, right? That Jacks data is being used now on Dave Access to show. I've seen a lot of that being brought into the league itself. So it's a really huge thing, and I think rookies don't know that if you did decide to go to Jacksonville you know, hit a mic all about it, that could be an option for you as well as scouting um, as we hear from, from, from uh, Mike. So um, with those things there, Mike, like would, uh, like at the end of the day, I know a, a championship is what you are aiming for, um, but is there anything else that you wanted to provide from the league like you did with, you know, other parts of, like we talked about that and stuff, is there other things that you also want to have maybe a rookie or free agent know um, you know, from the standpoint of, like, uh, this is our goals and hopefully these are people can meet. I think I've heard that you wanted to have, like, the nastiest defense. So what does that mean for you if somebody wants to come because you have some defensive opening? Um, what are some? What does that mean for you? So because I've seen some really good free agents uh, – sorry, uh, rookies out there selling themselves on Twitter, and there's some pretty nasty ones, I think, in the sense of grit and, 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 and fight. But what are some of the things that are important to you, Mike, with that new defense that you wanted to show? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you just look at my profile picture, you see uh, it's the image of the uh, uh, Department of Defense for Saxonville. Um, <laughs> yeah, Saxonville. We, we, we have two living legends on our defensive line, um, top, two of the top five guys in the league in, in sacks and, and tackles for loss, the Hunter Norwood and Taquan Hale. And it's an honor for me to get to play alongside those guys and on the defensive line with them. And uh, those guys are our first Hall of Famers, no doubt. And that's because of the effort they put in and because Frank really knows what he's doing with this game. And uh, if you come to Jacksonville, uh, Frank's going to work with you. Uh, we're all going to work with you. We're going to help you to 
not only succeed, uh, but be a possible future Hall of Famer on, on one of the best defenses the SFL has ever seen. Awesome. And uh, is there anything else you'd like rookies to know maybe about the team in general? Um, I know we talked about you had the best locker room, but what are some of the things that you guys did to become the best locker room in this league? Um, you know, what are some of the things uh, do Jacksonville players do together maybe or, or things that, you know, kind of separate you guys from any other organization? Um, what are some of the things you could share with, with some of those rookies? Uh, well, you know, we're – when when it's really clicking, it's it's actually it's like a family in that locker room, and everybody supports everybody. Uh, it doesn't matter how well we know each other. Once you're on that team, you're part of that family, uh, and, and Frank really stewards that. And uh, we we joke around and we have a good time during game day. Uh, whoever can shows up in the voice chat, and we sit around and laugh about uh, what we see in the game. Uh, and what's going on, and, and we're, we're there supporting each other and rooting for each other. Um, and uh, when you have a guy like Jack Wall, that um, he, he's my favorite. He 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 says some of the, the funniest things. He he he. You know how they always have that show, uh, kids say the darndest things. Well, Jack Wall is one of those kids, and uh, yeah. he 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 definitely makes it worthwhile every time I see a post I'm always looking forward to see what he has to say because he always brightens my day with with something silly that he's been doing yeah I think uh there's a couple famous people on gen chat I think he might be one of them um but again right it is fun to go into this and everybody has like different needs when I was talking to some rookies right uh some rookies are looking for very supportive looking for very active some are looking just to be able to enjoy the environment and um, and, and kind of just, you know, come in when they, they, they want to and, and those kind of things. Each each locker room is different. I think it would be awesome for, for them to hear that from you on what to expect when going to Jacksonville. So it's awesome to hear all that. Um, is there anything else you want to share with, with any potential rookies? And, again, if any rookies want to call in, please do. Uh, the phone number is 515-605-9847. You can ask uh, Mike all some questions, you know, um, it, kind of if you want to know more about Jacksonville itself or if they want to hit you up, Mike, what is your uh, Discord name? Uh, if they do want to hit you up, maybe they're not comfortable calling in, but how can they get in contact with you to kind of continue with the interview process? Sure. So, uh, like I said, it's uh, at Michael um, King's GM. And uh, it, I'm really easy to find. I'm the only Mike All in the league, and it's spelled A H L. I was going to say, and, you and need to clarify. Yeah, it's the last name, so they don't yeah. try to put A L L. It was like, I don't find Mike All, yeah. you know, but um, definitely, yeah. Uh, hit him up, please. And, and again, do you have any advice for rookies going into this draft? So I know a lot of people freak out at this point in time, right? Like every rookie that, that I always speak to when, when it's you know, on the show and whatnot, there's always seems to be like an uncertainty, right? So what's some advice that you can give to rookies in general when reaching out to folks uh, that you like to see as well as maybe some don'ts, right? I think, again, if rookies can get a, a good idea, some don'ts from different areas, um, they can also know how to navigate through these waters. Do you have any uh, suggestions, Mike? Yeah, uh, as far as do, um, do get yourself out there. Do uh, I mean, even if it's just to say, hey, everybody, or how's it going, get yourself out there. Just talk. Um, 
everybody talks about the um, the work that Sim Scouts does with their draft boards and and their position rankings and all that. It's it's all for fun. This is a league of people. It's not a league of players. It's a league of people. It's about the people behind the players. Um, so just get yourself out there. Let yourself be known. Even if you don't feel too comfortable talking in, in the M League chat or in general chat, um, just talk to guys like me or Nelson or Ross, who's going to be on later, uh, and just let us know who you are. That's what matters is who you are. Uh, and, and be honest, because um, if if you want to catch on with somebody and you want to be somebody's friend in real life, what matters is who you are, and, and that's that's how you get to know people is by letting them know who you are, being honest with them. Um, so definitely just just talk. I'm, when I was a rookie, uh, I was rated very high on those draft boards just because I was willing to talk uh, and joke around with people. Um, I, I don't think I did anything uh, to justify being rated high, um, but uh, just because I got out there and I made friends with people. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as don't. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, too, for what you were talking about with the boards, right, for folks to understand that, too, is the boards are made based on what somebody can see, right? We don't all have inside knowledge into the locker rooms. So there is some kind of way that we have to go ahead and, and, and kind of that board might kind of cleared it, right? Uh, Mike Twinscrew was he was saying, hey, look, this is just a mix of like what I'm seeing in Gen Chat, what I'm seeing in other places. Um, so again, don't take it wrong if if I don't have you here, if I have you dropping, it's 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 about the engagement. Um, are you a big person too, Mike? That you and I'll, sorry, I know you asked we were asked a question before, but I do want to know: Are you a person who? Uh, looks at simply just uh, engagement, or do you look at other things as well? But go ahead, the don'ts. I, I apologize for cutting off. But what are the don'ts uh, that you don't want to see in your DMs? Sure, I'll go to the don'ts, and then I'll go to your, your new question. Um, <laughs> don't, don't lose your head. Uh, if somebody says something you don't agree with, um, that's fine. It, it's, people are welcome to their opinions. Everybody has one. You don't have to force your point of view. Uh, you don't have to argue. And if if you do want to have a discussion with that person that you don't agree with, do it privately. Uh, don't do it out in the open for everybody to see. Because uh, the one thing that, that I know me and my other friends uh, that are GMs in the league, when, when we see somebody being really negative and just having to argue and argue their point of view, it, it really turns us off. Um, no, nobody really wants to hang out with that guy or, or that girl. Um, and I'm sure you probably agree with, agree with me, Nelson. It, it, the, bringing a negative energy into our locker room isn't what we want. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about before, you know, early in the show that we're real people just like anybody else. So, like, drama, uh, extra things that are going to add more effort with not with everything else we have on our plate trying to run a team. Um yeah, the, 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 that side of things we're not really looking for. And, and I brought up before in Cam's interview that he did with Ashley, kind of that season 16 wrap-up, he talks about that, right? He talks about, hey, like, again, he's not, like, he's not opposed to a lot of these things. And I thought he did a really good job talking about uh, branding. He talked about uh, – and I thought he did a really great job expressing how he felt too because, again, he explained how – 
you leaving the server, you're not kind of speaking about what the issues are. To him, and just kind of disappearing doesn't allow him to get better as a commissioner and improving his product if there's an issue with his product, right? Uh, He brought branding, and I think it's a huge thing, right? I'm going to tell you one thing that is kind of a, a, I would say, kind of a turnoff to me um, is is somebody who, who kind of wants to insert themselves uh, into the organization without understanding who or what are we in the situation. So a rookie reaching out to me and saying, hey, I could do better than so-and-so, just draft me and you'll see. Well, you don't know our relationship with so-and-so, right? Had that happen a couple yeah. of times, people try to be like, I can do better than so-and-so. And you don't know our relationship with so-and-so. We might have drafted so-and-so. We might have brought them in free agency. These people that we brought in, and Ben can attest to this, right? We support each and every one of them, and they're all go- they go through a process to be selected, right? It's not just myself. It's everybody involved in, in the organization that makes a decision important. So when you come in, you're being brought in. Everybody wanted you here. It's not just one person or, you know, there wasn't a fight or anything like that. It's, it's pretty unified. So to me, when somebody comes and says, hey, I'm going to uh, <laughs> say I'm going to be better than X, Y, Z, can kind of be in a situation that uh, leads you to be like, oh, okay, you know, that's a little bit coming off that you don't understand. And, and I think for me, I, I love people just to be people, right? Talk to me, right? You can say that, but maybe we, you know, you just want to build a relationship first. And when you can build a relationship with somebody, it becomes even more, you know, real. And then it becomes more enjoyable and everything else. So I think you brought a great point to be very realistic, but that's how I am when it comes down to it. And, Mike, before you go on, it looks like we may have a caller. Caller, you are on the air on SFL Audible. How are you doing this evening? Good. How are you doing, Nelson? Good, good, good. Is this out? This is, uh, well, Art. Art. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's up, Art? How are you doing, man? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you called in and support on the show. Uh, maybe I caught you a little off guard, right? But we're here with Mike All tonight. He's uh, over here sharing uh, some advice for rookies, uh, free agents, and some of the things that he's doing in Jacksonville and kind of talking to, to, to folks about Jacksonville themselves because there are some openings this season and uh, Mike has some big plans to, to fill up those those uh, positions. So um, it's awesome to hear your voice, man. Yeah, man. Mike's always got some big plans. I'm calling in because uh, I see three of my favorite uh, people in GM in the league, GMs in the league. So I wanted to give you all a shout out. Appreciate it. I wanted it. to apologize to uh, to Mike and to Ross for beating them this week um with san jose so i just wanted to, just wanted to give you my condolences for that hope you don't mind uh, it's all good man it's all good it's all love now art since i have you on the line right and you are defensive coordinator for portland um before you know again some advice that you have you were a rookie at one time right one you know you have your infamous catch i think people always need to understand that infamous art catch um and I haven't you posted, know what I haven't posted that in a while. I might as well. I don't I don't know what you're waiting for, man. Drop that, that drop that bomb, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I might as well do it again just to keep it. Yeah, but, but what what are some advice that you can give to some of these rookies out here? Um, oh. you, you know, for, for, to to kind of expect when going into the draft. Yeah, I, mean, I was listening to what Mike was saying, and uh, you know, a lot of the things that he said are right on the money. Uh, you know, you got to be out there, be active, be positive. Show that you're a team player. The team is first. 
you know, all those things uh, and, uh, you know, have fun mostly. People, that'll come out and that'll, you know, people will see that. GMs will see that. You know, I think Mike and I were kind of in the same in the same boat as, you know, we were out there and we were talking a little bit and, and being nice. And Mike and I, I believe, have like the same sense of humor. We're both a bunch of re- uh, crazy people or whatever, but, uh, yeah. you know, I think it kind of rubs off on people and, uh, and I didn't do anything spectacular other than one catch in, in the, in uh, SFLM, but, you know, got drafted in the third round having a good time. And, uh, and I think, you know, I, I, I went to a good team. I'm proud to be a Portland fleet. So uh, all right, man, you, you're making me bless for real, but no, it's, it's all reality, right? Like the way you interviewed, the way you carried yourself, you know, we, we, we like the person before we like the player. Right. And, you know, again, you did some things in the minors that also have reflected back into the majors, right? You, you almost recreated that same kind of catch that you did in the minors at one point or other. So, um, but you're right, right? Like your personality, what you do, and, and now you're, you're, you're a defensive coordinator for us, right? Doing big things and did a job last year with the defense. So um, I think it's great to kind of share, you know, be out there, be yourselves, and somebody will eventually uh, bring you on. And the draft that you were in, right, it's, it's, a, it's a draft that Ottawa almost won the championship. So you're coming from that, that standpoint of coming from a strong minor organization, right, and then doing a fantastic job in San Jose, would be a really hard Salt Lake City wrestlers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so really great job, man. I do appreciate you calling in. Do you have anything else to share? That's it, man. I love Mike All. I love Nelson Lozano, and I love Ross Napoli. What else is there to say? <laughs> no, and, the and the SFL. <laughs> and Ben said, don't forget him, that you love him as well, right? Oh, I do. You know I love Ben and KT. <laughs> Absolutely. And I look. And by the way, Mike, I love volleyball too. Just so you know, I know you know. And volleyball is the best. Mike said he'll show you his volleyball shorts off off air. Yeah. No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thank you again for calling right, in and listening in, man. I appreciate it. Great show. Good to see you, Mike. Take it easy, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. So yeah. So yeah, so, uh, so it's great stuff, I, I, right? I, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Art is a great example of what we've been talking about tonight. Uh, Art on the field is a one-trick pony. He's got that dive and catch. But but behind the player, he's a great guy. He he brings a lot of effort to your team. Uh, he he makes everybody feel welcomed. He's just an all-around great guy. On the field, he's a one-trick pony. But it's the person that matters, and and that person is a great person right there. Yeah, I I think, again, you know, uh, everybody, again, like I always bring up the Ben and KT situation because Ben and KT did an amazing job while I've been out um, to really hold this this together. And, and, you know, uh, Ben and KT both had their their old show before, which was Wildism with the Chicago Wildcats, and then we were able to bring them back because them two on on the microphone um, bring such a different dynamic then what I was doing, right, what I was doing was more of the focusing on the players themselves, but they bring more of that sports talk radio type of feel uh, with, with the knowledge that they bring and, and everything else. So you're right. The things that you do off-field can also matter as well as what you do on-field, right? Um, and, yeah. and, you know, you can see Art's journey as well going from, and he says it, right, like, hey, I had that big catch, but Art had did so much more uh, to really get himself. We really did want him on the team of who he is as a person, but he, he, you know, 
is is always inter- interacting with everybody, interacting with the league. He shows up very well, um, and people love him. So he's he's a great representation to be out there in the Portland Fleet uh, organization as well as in the SFL Nation. So, uh, Mike. So before we we go ahead, I know Ross will probably be on shortly, um, but you know, do you and and where do you see kind of again? this draft going, right? We got some great talent that's out there this, this year. Um, so do you see uh, any teams that have really stepped up that you feel might have some more, needs a little bit more recognition when it comes down to the uh, minor league? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of great players on Birmingham <clears throat> and, and their, their record doesn't show it. Um, but the, the, the people behind the players, there's some really good people there. Um, and and they shouldn't be counted out just just because their team is losing. Because when all is said and done, again, it's the people behind the players. Uh, my team, uh, the Lincoln Rattlesnakes, aren't even a team in the SFLM anymore, which is very sad to me. Um, the one season we had, we finished at 500 and just missed the playoffs. But from that team, uh, we got Bryant Dynasty. Uh, we got well, JQ spent a whole other season in league with JQ. Uh, <clears throat> we got so many great players off of that team, uh, but we didn't win a championship. Um, you, you can't count out the people that are on teams that aren't winning because they're still great people. Um, and I want to I want to make sure I get this out there. Uh, Coach Craven said it best. He said, you're more than just the number next to your name. Um, you, you could have a great build, um, but if, if you're not a great person, it doesn't matter how good your build is. People are going to find out, and they're not going to want to have you on their team. Um, but uh, it, if you have a decent build and you're a great person, People are going to want to have you around, and and a build can be worked with. Uh, certain things can be adjusted, and eventually you'll be a great player on the field. But you'll still be that great person behind that player on the field, and that's what matters the most. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and um, I, it, it's again right to hear these from the GMs. You've been through it too, right? You you and I were both minor league players. I played for Annapolis for for a game. Uh, before having to renounce my player to become a general manager, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, and my, now nav- navigators aren't even a thing now. So I, I feel you on that. And I think to hear from a general manager, you were there, you became a general manager of a great organization in Jacksonville, and now you're you, you're again trying to give that advice to others to maybe get you know a great advantage in this league, right? I think we're not really explained how to get from point A to point B, right? We in our heads think, oh because I've done so well in the minors that I'm going to get picked up, but you also have to sell the person that's behind the player because the player can be changed, can be removed or whatever the case may be, right? Im- improved, but you don't know the person behind it. And that's always the part that we wanted to know. Ben, uh, I think you had a question as well for Mike, Greg. Right? Yeah. Hey Mike. I hope all is well. Um, I, this isn't, uh, question based on league. It's mostly based on Jacksonville. Uh, you guys are obviously your quarterback retired, um, and quarterback is 
one of the most important positions on the field. What are you looking for in your uh, the new quarterback, whether it be a free agent or a rookie? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks, Ben. Uh, all is well, uh, as I like to say. Um, uh, you know, in, in any position, but especially in quarterback, I want a, I want a player that's going to be a good leader for the team uh, and – you're going to be following Christian Christensen no matter how you look at it. He was an amazing leader. He did so much for Jacksonville. He did a lot for the league. Um, but you don't have to be Christian Christensen to, to, to be a good quarterback or a good leader. Um, you just got to be, you know, there to support your team. You've got to be <clears throat> willing to put in some effort to help their team succeed. Um, and you've got to be present. Um, I don't care if you're the most active in general chat, um, but I do care uh, how you're dealing with others when you are active. Um, and I want that person to not feel any pressure when they come in because Frank and I am going to work with them and we're going to help them grow and learn and succeed and you just have to be willing to take that time to to grow with the team and grow in the league mm-hmm. that's true those are pretty big issues. we talked about him being there for four years 11 seasons um so those are pretty big shoes but you're right right like don't think of it that standpoint you're going to be taking on a, a new mantle from somebody who held it down for so long and did a really good job on it. i think Cam said he was like the third uh, best in, in SFL history. So that's pretty great, right? I mean, the SFL has yeah. been around for so long. That that speaks volumes of the type of player that he, that, that he was. And I don't think a rookie should be intimidated knowing those are the type of shoes you're going to fill in, especially if they got your support and everything. It looks like we do have somebody called in again. Like you are popular tonight. Uh, caller from 940, how you doing? You're on air, SFL, Audible. How, how you doing this evening? Welcome back, Nelson. Oh, my God. Is that Cam? Hey, Cam, what's going on? <laughs> I had to call. I I, was, I turned it, tuned in, listened to the show, and I said, oh, my goodness. Who is that? On the other end, it's Nelson Lozano, back from the dead. You're my best buy, my friend. You're my best buy. I appreciate it, Cam. I heard... Uh, Last game that you did with uh, Memphis, not this uh, overtime game that you had, but the other one. Jeremiah uh, Parker was me outstanding. Out. Yeah, you know, he, he played off you the... like a fiddle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you did a, that's one thing that I'm going to say, right? You did a great job. Honestly, you held your own. And it's so difficult to do that just with having a partner that it for you to do it by yourself, I mean, it's, it's like watching poetry in motion, man. Hey, until I gave to Con- or Lexington a field goal instead of a touchdown, then things started to go south, and uh, I had to pull. I had to pull an audible, just like this show. But hey, I, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a ton of time, but I did want to welcome you back, Nelson. But I'm also very concerned about Ross. If you're going to put Mike all on with just one other guest, he's going to find a way to eliminate that guest. I bet Ross is in some janitor closet somewhere with a mop stuck in his mouth and, and zip ties tying his hands behind his back. Somebody's got to get that guy out of there. You, you, can't, you can't leave my all alone in the room. I'm going to be honest with you, right? I'm going to be honest with you, Ross. 
I think Ross could hold his own, man. I don't know. It's it's the uh, the Italian accent that he has that makes me feel like uh, definitely Ross wouldn't let that happen. No way, no how, you know. But uh, we actually have him on air. He uh, he's on the uh, listening in right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'd have something great to say. We'll bring him on shortly. Sure. Hey, again, all I, all I want to hear out of this show tonight is when he calls in that he calls in with a muffled. Uh, you know, with a muffle. I just, I have to hear that just nah. to, just to, just to see if that was actually true. Cause, cause all has got that quiet, uh, quiet, crazy, you know, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, now Cam, Cam, you, you know, darn well, uh, since I was at volleyball tonight, if I was going to do anything to my buddy Ross, it would be bury him somewhere in the sand on the volleyball court. Oh, well, there you go. We let him right to you cops. You know exactly what's going on now. <laughs> well, he couldn't him, resist the pun. He couldn't. He couldn't mm-hmm. even resist it when Ben did his pun as well. So uh, we know uh, puns is the way to uh, Mike All's heart. Uh, if you are a rookie, oh, maybe yeah. you want to try that in your DMs, work in some puns. But Cam, I appreciate you calling in. Honestly, I appreciate you shouting me out too. Um, you've been awesome during my recovery and everything else. And I still got a little bit to go, but um, thank you so much for taking the time and, hitting, and, and, and letting me know that. And I felt the love from you um, since my accident, so I appreciate it. Hey, it felt a lot longer. I was looking back. It would have been, what, just three months? I mean, yeah, and it, it, it's still some time, too, uh, you know, with, with physical therapy. They've told me, hey, it's going to be a few more months even on top of that. But uh, like I was saying, everybody before, you know, this is honestly where I can help the most with a lot of these He's getting opportunities to talk with teams and opportunities to, you know, again, put themselves out there. And I, I talked about your, your conversation with Ashley that I think you did amazing just kind of sharing. I, I think a lot of folks do forget that you are a person, um, a fantastic person for the league, right? Like you really do care for us. And, um, yeah, I mean, you did an amazing job on that interview. And I think Ricky should really understand, like, the type of commissioner they have because you have, you play for the long game, definitely. And every single season, I've told you, you've gotten better and better with the product that you put out there. So um, thanks again, Cam, for calling in, and I appreciate you. Yeah, she didn't let me speak in that interview, man. She just talks too much. I, I, don't, I don't know what happens when I go on there. She just gets to be a chatterbox, and, and nothing ever gets done. So, you know, we'll work on that for the next time. But it was fun being on there. And, hey, I'll, I'll get off. Have a great show. I'll continue to listen and uh, and hear what all has to say. And eventually when Ross gets out of the stand, he can <laughs> he can share some, some thoughts too. But, uh, but no, it, it, it's, um, it's great to have you back, man. Great to have, you know, more content back more consistently. Thanks to Ben and the, and the crew, for, you know, for holding it down, um, you know, what they did while you were, while you were gone. But, Hey, all I gotta say, Nelson, is you must be hurting. But LeBron James has it way worse, man. All these, all these little, these little cuts and bruises that this guy has, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It, it's like, it's like he's so much worse off than any football player ever that's ever played. The guy, I just feel so terrible for the guy. He's not a baby or anything. So, uh, you know, rest up and use LeBron as motivation, please, for your recovery. Uh, you're always gonna take it more like a man than he is. Okay, see you later. <laughs> I can't. Thanks again. I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's our commissioner, guys, right? So, uh, I, again, shout out to Cam. Since my injury, since everything, he's been such an amazing person to even reach out to me 
after everything just to make sure I was good. So, uh, in true fashion, let me introduce our next guest, uh, the hostage that Mike all was talking about, uh, Louisiana Revolution <laughs> General Manager, Ross Napoli. Ross, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Nelson. I'm glad you're feeling good, brother. It's always, always good to, to hear you back. I appreciate you know You are another person who took up on me. Uh, made sure I was good, you know, during my whole recovery piece. And, you know, it's an honor to have you on here tonight. Uh, and you heard me, or I had your back. I said, I don't, I don't think you would allow anybody to kidnap you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think that would happen. But um, definitely thank you again for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, we definitely do appreciate it. No, absolutely. I, I, always a pleasure to be on. You know that. And uh like to say hello to my friend who tried to bury me in the sand, Michael. It's always well to uh, – it's always good to talk to him as well. It's always <laughs> good to hear that accent of yours. <laughs> you know, well, it, it, well, you, it, know it, you know, you know, us guys from New York here feel that we don't have accents. It's, it's everyone else who has an accent. So I just want to exactly. let you know that. So, so you guys, that exactly. sounds a little funny. I don't know what it is, you know. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the New York accent is always synonymous with like, uh, like uh, the uh, Goodfellas and things of that sort. So I feel like, yeah. uh, you know, you you one of the Goodfellas out here, definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you a question, right? So Louisiana, right? Um, you guys mm-hmm. had have been doing such an amazing job in such a small period of time, right? Moving from New Orleans, you know, just from the city to now the whole of Louisiana, right? And then having a phenomenal uh, first season, second season, I know it didn't go the way that you wanted to, but still, I think nobody ever counted you guys out. And that speaks volumes of the organization itself, the people you have involved in that organization as well, right, Uh, that people never really counted you out, right? And, yes, it didn't end the way that you wanted to, but to know that nobody ever counts you out, even when you don't have the best record at that point in time, speaks volumes of what you've been able to accomplish um, over there in Louisiana. So um, thank you again for being on. And you have Swamp Talk, too, which I think is an amazing other piece of content that uh, we have the beat team, but this is a little bit different because you can kind of digest it like you would any other type of news articles. And it's fun to go through and read the articles themselves, read the interviews you guys have. I mean, you can tell that you guys put a lot of work into Swamp Talk. So I do want to say thank you on behalf of the league of what you've been able to do and provide to the league, which is unique and different, right? Like I never, we never had a paper before and, and look at that Swamp Talk is, is, is making headway and making big moves out there. So it's a really good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that, a lot of what you said uh, rings true to a lot of what we've tried to accomplish. You know, um, I think that uh, Gerald and Jeff, uh, when Gerald first became owner uh, before season 15, uh, and 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 what they wanted to set up because it was really only them. You know, you know, Gerald told me the story. Hey, I got my team, and I went to Jeff and said, Hey, you want to be my general manager? He said, and then there was a day where it was just the two of us. He's like, Now we gotta. You know, we got to fill a team, we got, you know, and so they went through the process when, you know, when we were rookies, right, because it was the same thing. I was a rookie in the same, you know, class where you spent the short time with Annapolis and Mike was uh, was in the minors too. So, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a lot that went into that stuff and the way that they were building it, uh, I think, was real important to trying to attract people, you know, and uh, as you know yourself, as a rookie, I spoke with you. I had interest in coming to Portland. Yep. Um, 
And uh, you, you, you and I had spoken. I had spoken with Jacob, and uh, I spent a brief time on the content team with the league. So uh, I interviewed Jacob, uh, and yep. then he interviewed me <laughs> as a rookie, uh, <laughs> all in the same phone call. We kind of went back and forth, and uh, it, it was it was good, you know, to have those types of experiences. And it kind of really laid out where uh, Gerald and I really hit it off. And uh, you know, to Mike's point about us all getting drafted. Um, I went fifth overall, and that certainly was not due to the build of the performance of my player in the minors. Um, I had built an undersized defensive end because I didn't really know what I was getting into when I created my player. So it was my player needed a lot of work, but it was how I sold myself to Gerald uh, that wanted that he wanted me to come to Louisiana and that he was going to make me the fifth overall pick in the draft where there was definitely more value in the game than my player, you know, hands down. Um, as, as Mike was talking about, you know, Hey, it's, it's, it's more about the, the, the person in real life. Right. And those are the things that I think we started bringing over here. So, you know, when we brought over guys in that same draft with the, my twins group, and then we drafted, um, Luther Gond in in the uh, supplemental rounds at a secondary position, knowing that the value was going to be there. And at that point, I was working with Gerald and Jeff as far as you know, looking at value and stuff. And we were building the team in a different way. Um, and we went out and had that nine and three season. So we were a game away from the championship, uh, and we had we thought like, Hey, this is, this is perfect, right? This went, this went great for us. Nine and three for a season. And our retention was really good. We, we uh, only let go of one player in Saren storm and we added Anthony Wyo in last year. We were like, we're going back with this team. Reggie Streeter was MVP, had over 2,200 yards, 24 rushing touchdowns. I mean, it was, you know, life couldn't get any better. Right. And then yeah. this season, you know, so, it, it it certainly you know takes its toll. But to what you were saying, um, what we're building seems to resonate because from the moment the season ended, uh, my DMs light up daily, and I speak with people daily wanting to know what openings that we have in Louisiana and people. To, and I'm I'm talking about veterans. I mean I know all of the rookies are, you know, selling themselves, and, and, and that's a great, you know, that's a great thing for them. But I have veterans. I have guys that are just checking in with, hey, does Louisiana have any open, openings in my position before I decide to resign where I am? Um, to get those types of DMs and to get the amount of interest that we're having from veterans that are already in the league wanting to come to Louisiana, even after a 4-8 and eight season, does kind of tell me what you're viewing from the outside and that we've got to be doing something the right way and we've got to be impressing individual players a certain way that they're approaching us after such a down season and want to be a part of this organization so that's a you know that's that's a real you know that's a real uh, compliment to I guess what we're doing here and uh, you know it's exciting you know to get those to, to talk to different players every day you know wanting to know if uh, there's a spot for them here you know. Yeah, I mean that's it's such it's such a small period of time, right? Like the franchise moved two seasons ago, um, and and that's such a quick turnaround because you know the history of the the old team of the New Orleans team, right? 
they did well, but they didn't do so well at, at the end of it, and it kind of fizzled out, and you were able to bring it back and, and put it into an established organization in this league, um, which I think it just speaks volumes of what you guys have been able to accomplish. Now, the needs, and you did add also to uh, Garrison, uh, Garrison Blue, right, Frank Wade, as well in that free agency as well, who's a really great guy who played with me in Annapolis, um, came on free agency with, with Wyo, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So we did. So, we, we did end up. Uh, we did end up making some moves in in, in, in that uh, in that off season with some maneuvering around because we had a hole at tight end mid season the season before we were able to move some guys around, but um, but uh, yes because we actually did lose uh, an offensive lineman. We had Rudy Ray Dunn was a second offensive lineman for us. And so when we knew that hole opened and uh, and um, that Frank Wade Garrison Blue, uh, the player in the game, was not going to be returning to um, Las Vegas, we did add him in the, in the free agency too as well. Um, but that was more of a player coming over. Um, I guess I, I wasn't too clear what I was doing. It was it was in us making a hole on the team to bring in somebody else. Um, was how we really got Anthony Wild because we didn't have to um, release uh, Seren Storm. We were working with cap situations, and mm-hmm. you know, for us, you know, as I'm sure Mike is probably going through this season, um, and, and and you as well, is that we get a salary cap, and now we are like uh, NFL GMs, right? Mm-hmm. Our players have grown in value, and we want to keep these guys, and we want to keep them happy. Sometimes we have to make football decisions. And that's yep. surely what the Seren Storm move was. We, we did not want to get rid of Seren Storm. It was just we needed to make cap room to afford everybody. And it mm-hmm. was how do we do that and still bring in quality? And we felt that we could do it that other way. And we had a cut, or well, not cut, but not resign a high-valued wide receiver to make that happen. You know, so it was it was a tough decision. You know, we didn't want to see him go. It was just we, there, there was moves that needed to make. Yeah. Well, again, right, sometimes that's the tough part of being in the front office is trying to make things work. And once you get that salary cap, now you're in this position where you have to try to make everything work. And sometimes you can try to make everybody happy, but sometimes that's not always the case. So uh, what are the needs now this season for Louisiana? Like what are the official needs that rookies or free agents are able to look at um, with Louisiana? Well, what we did have was very unexpected um, because going through the season, um, I started checking in with our players as far as returning for the following season around that week eight and nine. Um, and it was what I did the season before as the assistant GM to, to check with our guys, but especially knowing we were having a down season. Uh, although the morale was really good in our locker room and all our guys really stuck together, we, we wanted to know. And it ended up being that we had two guys who told us they were going to test free agency uh, in kicker Matt Fennick and uh, Anthony Weil, who we had brought on just the offseason before. And then we had two unexpected holes open up um, due to uh, linebacker Blake Clay's not going to be returning to the team this year for real life stuff. That is uh, mm-hmm. Gerald's son in real life, and uh, he joined the Navy. Oh, well. So he went out, and, uh, yeah, he's doing his training and stuff, and, uh, you know, made a life decision, which is fantastic. And, you know, everybody should have total respect for that just in general. But 
uh, a guy who was just, you know, not sure if he was going to be able to be able to do this this season with that going on. Uh, and my son, uh, who uses the name Deontay Wilder in the game, who was also a rookie when we were all rookies, um, going off to college this year and uh, didn't feel was going to have the time to dedicate to the league and be there and didn't want to fall behind. So we had two holes there open up. Two guys want to test free agency, and we had the hole uh, at quarterback uh, with two weeks to go in the season. So for where we looked at around that time at eight and nine and going forward saying, hey, we just got to see what everybody wants to do. A couple of weeks later, we had the hole at the quarterback position. And then just two weeks later, we had four other holes on the team. And uh, then we were looking at filling five spots uh, in this offseason, which we were not even thinking that we were going to have to do in week of the season. So, yeah. uh, you know, defensive, uh, defensive tackle and free safety with linebacker and quarterback are stuff that we will be addressing in the offseason. Uh, Matt Fennick uh, did file for free agency, and so he is not going to be returning. But as everyone has seen, um, uh, Jeff, you know, Otis Boudreaux, who kicked in Las Vegas uh, for the past two seasons, um, had filed for free agency in Las Vegas, and we were looking for a director of communications, and that was something that Jeff wanted to do. So we had brought him on staff uh, about two weeks ago. So Jeff's oh, nice. player will ultimately, you know, become the kicker uh, because, <laughs> you know, it's just, he's already on staff there. Uh, yeah. So it's the other four positions is where we have the hole. Okay. And, again, um, if rookies, I always love them to know how to reach you. How would they be able to contact you, um, you know, if they want to, you know, get their names out there in, in those positions? Oh well, uh, uh, like Mike, uh, my my it's it's my name, Ross Napoli. Uh, it's at Ross Napoli, and uh, like Mike, I'm the only Ross Napoli in this league. So yeah, you're gonna come across <laughs> me when you put it in there. So <laughs> you know you don't have to worry about that. Okay, um, perfect. And uh, yeah, I mean I I always look forward to anybody contacting me about anything. I I I feel I feel it a lot, and uh, I have the advantage too because of. Uh, like Mike being on the staff, uh, you know, coaching in the minors, I have a lot of contact with minors players anyway. Yeah. So I'm talking to them a lot just in general because they know I'm a coach on the uh, on Salt Lake. Uh, and as well as, like you mentioned before, with, with doing so much with the paper and uh, like what you're trying to do here, promoting as many of these rookies as possible, constantly reaching out to a lot of them myself, uh, as well as the, you know, the staff of the paper, uh, you know, with guys like uh, B.E. Robo, um, he works a lot with me with the paper. Putting stuff out there, you know, we get a lot of interest that way. And then obviously when people realize that I'm also the GM in Louisiana, you know, I- I'm always getting those uh, th- those DMs as well. But, uh, it's, uh, it's good to promote these guys like you're doing, like we try to do. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, unlike last year where it, it kind of fizzled out a little bit quicker because there's so many spots this season for a lot of teams. Uh, 
feel like a lot of rappers are going to need that opportunity to, to, to put themselves out there as much as possible. Um, and, and it's just trying to help, right? Like, I'm just, I, we were all rookies at one time, and we understand that you always got to put yourself out there. Um, and, and I love to do that because if I can pay it forward, um, it can help somebody enjoy this league as much as we all enjoy this league so far. Um, so now we kind of have that in the way. How do you like rookies to approach you? Like, how do you like them? What are the do's and don'ts on, on contacting or what kind of recommendations can you give when contacting a front office staff? Um, I, I like I like what 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 Mike was saying because I agree and I think we all agree as GMs right that you know we, we want we want people who are interested uh, in the league you know in the team we don't expect everybody who joins this league to want to be more than a player right I I don't expect that from everybody that but there are some people that just want to watch their player they want to build them to be the best player that they could be. And that's cool. That that's you know, in, in my eyes, as I'm sure with some of you guys too, um, that's not held against anybody. People who just want to have fun and watch their player in the game, that's great. They, those guys may not be valued more, or they may not end up being high draft picks for most teams, because I do believe that there are certain teams that may have only one or maybe two draft picks, and those other positions that we talk about, about people who want to be scouts or want to be coaches or want to be more involved in all these other things, there are plenty of organizations that all those spots are filled. So those organizations are probably going to be drafting for the value of the player. And so since this season, I think there's going to be a lot of players uh, that have already spent two seasons in the minors. They're going to be very high value. So those guys are going to be um, drafted to certain organizations for the value of their player, um, because the other the other um, positions are already filled in an organization. I mean, we happen to be one of those organizations. Louisiana has a large front office. We have a lot of people performing jobs and and, and doing different things because you know Gerald believes in a structured environment and that we all work and share together, but one guy doesn't take on too much. So we have guys that work just with progressions and helping the players, and we have guys that just do recruitment, and we have guys that just deal with team issues, and we have guys who just do coaching. We have guys who just scout. And, you know, things that I do with the team that we're bringing into this content thing um, and guys that are going to be able to contribute with that. So we, we have a large front office because we spread out the responsibilities. And, and I, I believe within the organization we do a good job of uh, delegating responsibilities. So we're not particularly an organization that, um, you know, is going to be bringing in somebody because we're looking for something else in that person. We love to know that about that person because there's always future spots to open up. But if there's a value that needs to be filled – we're going to do that as well. I like everybody to be themselves. Um, say and do what you think sells you to a team. I agree that we don't want people that are in general chat, that are complaining about stuff, that are acting like know-it-alls, that think, you know, doing all of the trash talking is, 
catching somebody's you know eye to bring them over over to an organization that's uh, you know going to give them like that little bit of a you know badass edge or you know whatever these guys are trying to prove uh, you know as keyboard warriors in general. But um, you know, I want a guy to contact me, and I'm somebody who likes to talk with people in person too. So we do DMs, and then I set up phone calls. I I, I talk to people. Um, that are candidates and, and then Gerald and I get on the phone with people and, you know, we try to fully vet those guys cause we're, we're trying to be a team that doesn't have a lot of turnover. You know, we, we yeah. welcomed an off season like last year where it was like, we don't really need too many holes to be filled. You know, that's, that's what we're hoping to do, you know? So uh, my, my advice to guys would be to be yourself, but understand you're looking to get something. You're looking to get to the pros. So there is there is a little bit of salesmanship to it. You are selling your to a pro team. You want them to know something specific about you? Get it out there. If there's something that you think um, you can bring to a, a team or something specific that they're looking for, make sure you get that out there. But be yourself because you learn real quick, as you may have, I may have, I know I did, you learn real quick that this league is always just a little bit different than you think it is. So there's always something that I think you think you can handle and you can't. And one of the biggest problems that I think some people may do is put too much on their plate. And that doesn't help your organization and it certainly doesn't help the player. You know, so for those guys, that uh, want to sell themselves, that they're willing to do anything and everything and all that, you know, they should also get a full understanding uh, as to what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, and as a new guy, you don't go in. And I'll be the first guy to say that I, I didn't know. I remember the conversation that I had with Gerald. I wanted to do everything because I did. I told him I want to learn coaching. I want to learn how to do this stuff. I want to learn how to do playbooks. I love front office. You know, I love to be able to talk with people, love to recruit and all this thing. Gerald was very excited to hear all of that stuff. He was the one who always told me, I don't want to put too much on anybody's plate. You got to be able to do it. I got drafted there. I was, you know, uh, being able to be into some coaches' meetings to see how him and Mike were doing certain things early in the season. So we were like two weeks into the season. I turned around to Gerald and I'm like, listen, man, I, I can't do that. There's no way. The work that you guys put in to do this and how you guys are designing this and putting the hours in and do all that, that, that I can't do that. I, I can't give you that type of dedication um, on that side of the thing because I don't know it enough. I don't know this. I think the front office is much more, you know, my speed and how I can do things and how I can bring value to the team. And he said, uh, yeah, no, not a problem. You know, that's what you got to do. And so I know from firsthand experience, wanting to come in and do everything and being able to do it, it's, it's literally apples and oranges. <laughs> it's, 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 there's no way you could do it all. Yeah, you're definitely right. Definitely right. And I think, Ben, Ben, you had a question for both Mike and, uh, and Ross, right? Uh, I do. And this is coming from the question section of our Discord. Um, I believe it was from Nathan Fear. He's a left guard, I think. Um, he wanted to know from both of you, are you guys, are, is either team looking to add an offensive lineman to their team? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, uh, yes, actually. Um, 
one, possibly two uh, offensive linemen, depending on how it works uh, works out for us. Um, season 15, we had a four, I believe, four offensive linemen, um, and we decided to step away from it that, this last season, and I, I think it showed um, on Jared Willis's stat column that uh, he wasn't as successful. Um, and, and we're going to look to bring in one or two to uh, help him be more successful um, because that's ultimately what an offensive lineman does. They help the team to be successful. All right. What about you, Ross? Are you, are you guys looking for one in uh, Louisiana? Uh, we are open to it. Uh, we, we have a couple of plans that are in place. So we're, we're not closing the door on anything, and things will be a little bit more clearer for us as free agency carries on. Uh, Nathan is somebody that I, I have had some back and forth with, with the you know, DMs, and he let me know, you know, he, he, he keeps in contact. So, you know, he's one of these guys that we're talking about, right, that be active and get yourself out there. And, and he's somebody that is going to get drafted by somebody because he's keeping himself known. And he's, um, you know, certainly sending me DMs, keeping me informed as to what's going on. And uh, so he is somebody that's going to go in this draft. Louisiana may very well be in the market for one. Like I said, we do have a couple of plans going on, but we have to see how free agency actually goes um, to see whether that will be something that we will uh, fill in the draft. But uh, we are always open to whatever makes the team better. Awesome. Well, hopefully that answers definitely uh, the show questions. And, again, guys, if you are on the Discord, you can ask in the show questions uh, live on air. We'll go ahead and read them to uh, our guests so we can get some answers from there. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, and, and so, Ross, now we kind of know uh, about how kind of like a little bit of the intricacies of Louisiana. Um, now, mm-hmm. when it comes down to – culture, what are, what are some of the things like locker room, um, those kind of things, can rookies expect when going to Louisiana? Uh, we have a great locker room presence. And, I mean, listen, that's something you hear every organization say, right? It's And, and I believe every team does believe they have a great locker room. Um, we firmly believe that because of the engagement that our players have with one another, and especially shouldering the season we had this year and to see how many guys want to come back and are not discouraged by, um, you know, the, the down season that we had and a little bit of the controversy that we had, you know, losing a quarterback with two weeks to go in the season, uh, that our players didn't waver from that because we have plenty of high-value guys on our team that could have walked away from this team uh, that, that literally used the words to us when we were checking in on them, that it never crossed their mind. You know, uh, guys like Chuck Diesel, guys like Reggie Streeter, um, who had said, no, absolutely, no, of course I'm coming back. You know, there was, there was never any question. And, uh, you know, future Hall of Famers in Rollum and Hood and Tank Bennett um, to say that, uh, you know, hey, it's Louisiana or nothing. For, you know, th- those are things that mean something to us, and that's what a rookie will get to experience in coming into our locker room and our culture. What I've said to every free agent that I've been a part of their interview and with the um, 
guys that I was part of even talking with um, in my very first uh, draft because after I went number five, Gerald and Jeff almost brought me right in with the process of in that draft. And um, my, my main thing to everybody, because me, I'm always about the team, how we look, and how we're representing. And uh, I know I didn't get a chance to talk to my pal Pam, who called in before while, while I was muted and I couldn't get in here. But I've had plenty <laughs> of sorry, conversations yeah. with I, I didn't know it was him be, until yeah, he no, started no, talking. Cool. So then when he started talking, I was like, oh, I can't just bring in Ross, like, right in the <laughs> – no, no, uh, that's, that's that. cool. And I've had plenty of I've had plenty of conversations with Cam, so I'm sure he's one who would love to duct tape me and stick me in a broom closet like he was talking about. <laughs> uh, that's for damn sure. But um, but even Cam knows from conversations that I've had with Cam about the organization. I am 100 percent for um, the reputation of the Louisiana Rebels. I've worked with the league in, in when we were going through controversy in our first season um, to, to, to try to forge ahead and, and, and do things the best that we can. And I tell everybody the same thing. I want players to be themselves. When they come to Louisiana, we don't, we don't silence anybody. We don't tell people that you can't act certain ways and say certain things. And look, everybody knows, you know, that we spent two seasons with Johnny and there are plenty of people out there that don't like the way Johnny carried himself and don't like the way he talks. And, that was one thing that never bothered us about, about Johnny. And um, because we want players to be themselves. Only thing yeah. that I've ever told everybody before, and I will tell the rookies or anybody else that we're bringing in here, when you are in Gen Chat or when you are out at any point in the SFL community, you are a representative of the Louisiana Revolution. And I want there to be a respect and a uh, and a certain sort of prestige that comes with that. I want everybody to feel that it's a privilege to play for this team and have the teammates that you have in this locker room. To say that you are a teammate to a Tank Bennett and a Rollin Hood and a Reggie Streeter, that means something. There's going to be plenty of guys in this league that never get to share a locker room or to share the field with a Hall of Famer. And there are going to be guys that come to this team that are going to share a locker room and share a field with three or four of them right here in Louisiana. So I want them to always keep in the back of their mind when they're going back and forth with someone or they think that they need to, you know, denigrate somebody in an argument or make fun or do whatever and stuff that, hey, everybody should be themselves. But you're a representative of this franchise. And I think that we have a certain standard that we do that by. And if you can't hold that standard, you won't be very long to play for the Louisiana Revolution. And we haven't had that, that issue um, even with guys like Johnny because Johnny felt the same way. Johnny liked to push the envelope, and Johnny liked to say things that was there. But Johnny was always about um, what he felt was best for the Louisiana Revolution as well. And that's why behind the scenes it was never really the issues that um, it looked like it was out in public because we're always worried about um, the brand and what it means to be a member of this team. And um, that's my biggest um, piece of advice to anybody who wants to try to pitch themselves to Louisiana, that you've got to be able to be that type of player. 
got to be able to be that type of guy that doesn't just throw all caution to the wind every time and, uh, you know, needs to get themselves in, you know, 9,000 arguments in general chat, you know, over nonsense stuff because that's, that's not the negativity we're looking to bring to this brand. Yeah, of course, of course. That's, that's good to know, and I think it's good for people to understand, you know. Uh, I always try to tell players, you know, to always hold themselves, again, in a standard where they won't get themselves into some type of, you know, BS, right? Like, we all have lives and stuff like that, and I just try to mm-hmm. word a caution, right? Like, sometimes when you get into something, you may bring in your whole team because your team wants to support each other, right? So if you can think about your team as a whole, um, you know, just, just always keep that in mind, right? If your guys are willing to go to bat for you, because I can tell you anybody in Portland will go to bat for anybody in their in their locker room. I don't want to put them yep. in a position like that unless it's it's warranted for something that's prop, that should be correctly done, right? So I feel you on it. I just, for me as, as, as a GM, I, I don't want anybody to feel censored. I want everybody to be able to talk to me, but I don't want them to, to feel like they have to go to bat for somebody if somebody's causing drama in, in Gen Chat or other places that they have to go involved. And as I try to tell my, my, my players, hey, always remember who's next to you. And remember, your team will go to bat for you, but are, do, you, do you even want to put that in that, them in that position? Because honestly, it's probably not even worth it at the end of the day. And we know how Gen Chat can go and other places can go kind of in this negative route. I, I think Pickler said it best when he was on the show was uh, it's all how you consume this product. So I always tell my guys that it's all how you consume it. You see something that's negative, you don't have to answer, right? Like, if you let it right. literally sit there for two seconds, it's going to change the next topic in Gen Chat, and then, boom, it goes on to something else, right? So I think, again, it's just under, letting rookies know that, too. You know, like, it's up to you how you want to handle this, you know, how you want to go about in the SFL. Um, you know, share what you like to know people. That's always the fun part about this. Um but always remember, right, like, uh, how, you, how you hold yourself accountable is, is, is kind of what Cam was talking about earlier today, which I agreed with him. I was like, hey, you're right, right? Like, you can say what you want, but it may be reapers or things of that sort that can come out of it, right? So if you burn a bridge with somebody, understand that that could have been from what you said, and that's where you kind of have to know your audience in, in that standpoint, right? I, I feel like people put things in gen chat, and they put it out there to put it out there, right? But then when there's backlash... I've noticed they've been kind of like this back and forth. I'm like, well, you put it out there, right? Like, if you didn't say X, Y, Z or called somebody out, you probably wouldn't be in the situation now where 20 people may be ganging up on you. Who knows, right? Like, it's just a situation where we all have real lives. I try to tell folks, nobody wants extra drama. I don't want to open my phone and see, like, 30 messages and be like, man, what the hell happened, right? Like, you want to you wanna come in there and, and sometimes just have a great place to be in or a great environment. So, uh, Ben, did you have a show question for um, for Mike and Ross? Uh, yes, there's another question in the uh, question section of the show. Um, uh, it's actually a two-part question. How, how much is going on in the rookie show improved draft stock? And then the second part, what else can be done besides reaching out to owners and coaches? and keeping them up to date on what a certain player is doing. For example, letting owners and coaches know you are going on the rookie show and ask if they can listen in. Go ahead, Russ. I went first last time. Oh, okay. Uh, Your turn. Um, Well, I specifically think that it's it's a – 
it's done in stages, right? And and I know as a minors player, guys who are listening out there now, or guys know that the the draft is coming soon, they're excited, right? They they want to put themselves out there. They want to they want to be part of the pros. They want to get that stuff out in the open as quickly as possible. Right now, that's the best that you can do. Um, as owners and as GMs, uh, especially with the guys that I know in the league and, and the owners and GMs that, that I have contact with, none of us are bothered with the fact that you reach out. So always feel that you can do that to keep your name relevant. But right now, that's all you can do because the offseason happens in stages. But if you pay attention to how teams offseason go, you'll be able to narrow your opportunity down as well. And that's kind of how I did it as a, um, a minors player because someone told me that. Right now, teams haven't even re-signed their own player. So it's kind of a big question mark to a lot of teams where the holes would be. So as a minors player, I would say that you keep yourself out there and you contact as many guys as you can. Uh, if you have a preference of a team you would like to play for or there's guys because you've got friends in the league or they, Whatever your reason is, keep yourself out there. The re-signing period is going to happen. Then you're going to see just exactly what holes may be available on a team because now it's going to be announced to re-sign to a team. So if you're a defensive end or you're a wide receiver or you're a tight end, you can literally start looking at pro rosters and saying, well, you know, this team doesn't need a tight end. This team doesn't need a defensive end. You, you can start doing a process of elimination keep yourself out there because free agency is going to happen, right? Stage two, teams are going to fill holes through free agency. It's going to start eliminate the openings for your position for other teams as well. By the time free agency ends and those couple of weeks are leading up to the draft, that's probably going to be the most important for your, your contact and teams will probably be uh, interviewing these, these draft prospects because now it's going to be well-known what holes teams exactly have to fill. And um, that's kind of how uh, somebody told me about it, uh, going in a, a, as a minor. And it kind of really helped me too, right? Because you, you're contacting at the time you were only uh, 22, so I think uh, at that point we were going to 22. Um, so it was reaching out to all of these teams where I had owners that wasn't even weren't responding to me and I was kind of like, wow, you know, if these guys aren't responding. And you find out very shortly that, like, they weren't even participating in the draft until the supplemental round because we had supplemental rounds when we were all rookies. Um, so, you know, you were almost, it was like your request was falling on dead ears or you were reaching out to teams that were never really going to be able to use you at that point. Um, so my suggestion would be is to take it in stride and see what teams are going to have the holes. And then that'll really narrow where you have to market yourself. Because we've all said the same things, right? Nelson, you said it, Mike said it, same thing. Get yourself out there. Let people know what you want to do. Let people know if you want to do more than your choir. If you're getting involved in other things, keep that out there, right? So that knowledge is going to be out there for us. So now it's just a matter of where's the opening for you as a player? And None of us know what that is yet. You know, I don't know exactly what holes Mike's going to have. So I, I couldn't say that Mike's going to be able to fill 90% of his stuff between re-signings and, 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 and free agency. 
um, because that's not information we're all privy to. So it's not like the minors players are going to be in the dark. Us is looking to sign free agents don't even know that yet. But yeah. I think it's a stage process that if they follow it in that order, it's really going to hone in where their opportunities I think that, that, that was nicely said, Ross, like definitely. I, I think there's still a process to kind of go through, um, but I, I think the earlier the better if rookies can reach out. Um, it really makes that difference where kind of in there early and now you're in a topic of, of conversation in the, in the front office where, you know, we're looking at all options because everybody does that, right? You look at what's in the draft, what's in free agency, what may fit you best, right? Um, and I would say rookies, you know, none of us are ever that somebody reaches out to us first just because it makes that work a little bit easier, right? You're not hunting people down, trying to, you know, wait for a conversation or whatever else. Like you're, you're initiating that. So that's, that's great too. And I think there, there was another thing in that question was uh, uh, kind of like, what about rookies on shows? Like, do you think that shows play a factor in, in, in getting, like, do you guys use shows to kind of see those as outlets for rookies to also share who they are? Or is there, you know, do you put those in considerations in your draft picks? Yeah. Well, I, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm going to watch the shows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to what's said. I'm going to see how you uh, comport yourself on the show. Um how you respond to the questions, uh, and what you have to say, because I want to know who you are. Um, so yeah, those are important. Getting, getting yourself out there like that is, is, is really important. I did, I did that myself when I was a rookie. Uh, I went on Ashley's show. I went on coach Craven's show. Uh, I got myself out there and it, it, yeah, it definitely means a lot more to me as a GM. If, irrelevant of being a rookie or a free agent already in the pros. If you reach out to me before I reach out to you, that shows that you're willing to put in that effort. And that definitely means a lot to me uh, as far as looking at you as a prospect to play for my team. And Ross, you got anything to add? I, I agree with everything that Mike is saying. You know, we're all on the same page when it comes down to it's still on the player um, to, like I said before, sell themselves to us. So I'm certainly one, as I'm sure the two of you are, um, I'm not bothered by people reaching out to me, you know, and because this is the type of um, – this is a time of season, rather, where we get bombarded with people because of how large uh, people keeping in Boston. And I have more than a handful of rookies that I probably hear from on a weekly basis. You know, just, hey, just checking in. Hey, did you see the game last week? You know, even with stuff, you know, with the minors and, and stats or what's going on. Or like you said, hey, I was on Ashley's show or – you know, did you hear that they, you know, uh, you know, mentioned my name on on, on what Metmer or that they back for show? And you know, I listen to all those shows, and you know, like like uh, like my, it's 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 only a positive to put yourself out there on these shows and to get yourself out there. It's what you do with that time when you're on there that is going to either let us know, yeah, that's a guy that I want in my locker room, or no, that doesn't sound like the type of personality that I want. So I don't think it ever hurts anybody 
to get themselves out there any way that they can, whether it's on the shows or, or doing things the way guys like um, the Sin Scouts um, tell you that they're looking for. And I know um, Frank uh, out a questionnaire in the XFL in general uh, for guys to fill out to, to kind of like you know tell people a little bit more about them. Uh, Mike does the um, you know does the rankings and the boards right there. They're going to be having their their uh, their mock drafts as we get closer. You know, doing things to yourself on those things. I, I'm pretty sure we all at least glance at those things to see where other guys have guys going in mock drafts or where guys uh, where guys like Mike Twinscrew have you ranked on his big board and now it's out there each week showing how he feels guys are rising up or rising down. Um, you know. Those things are tools that us as GMs are going to at least glance at and say, all right, well, why does Mike feel that way? Why does Frank feel that way? You know what? All of these things play a part. You can never hurt yourself by getting yourself out there. Yeah. And I I, I like to say, right, I think all of us have the same understanding of what we might be looking for. And then there's, again, the small nuances that other people are looking for too, right? Like there's, we're all individuals and I say, reach out to everybody, right? Like, we were kind of talking about how the whole earlier, early in the show, right? We talked about how, you know, uh, the whole experience happened with Tyler and what some of that shakeup was, right? And um, mm-hmm. I think, again, it's just we felt like the, the, the laundry and stuff like that that got put out there kind of could hurt uh, San Diego, which, again, I hope it's not the case. But, you know, I always want our, all our teams to, to, to be able to, to, to give that to a rookie for them to make their own assumptions, right? Maybe not all teams fit every single rookie, but give that chance a, a, that chance to a team to speak and, and show you what they're about. Um, I remember coming in and people used to always talk about London, right? And I think Chad and Tanner and, and Liam over there are doing a great job of turning that around. And same thing with St. Louis, right? They used to always say, like, oh, St. Louis, this and that. But They've turned it around. Like, they're such a great organization as well. Like, I don't see an organization out here that does not have something great to offer. But is every organization for everybody? No, right? You, it's just like not every job's for everybody, right? So um, you just got to do the due diligence and give teams opportunities to really show you what they're about. Like you two gentlemen are doing tonight for the show, letting these kind of get some questions out there, share you know, some some real tips and, and, and things that they can do to better themselves. So I appreciate you guys doing that. And I think there was one more question he had in there. I think he was talking about how can uh, play, uh, rookies improve their stocks with teams. So if either one of you guys want to start off with that, what are some suggestions you have for players to improve their stocks with teams? Good. Just, uh, just uh, you know, be active. Um present yourself out there. Um, you don't have to be profound in any of the things you say. Um, I, I mean, you, you, you have all heard me on Access Live. I don't think anything profound comes out of my mouth most of the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, just, just be yourself. Make sure that people see who you are, that they, they know who you are. Get out there. Um, Doing doing this show, uh, doing Ashley's show, um, get out there. Um, take the time uh, to talk to your coaches in the minors. Uh, ask if there's anything you can do to, to help. Um, I, I'm sure 
not one coach in the minor league uh, will tell you, no, I don't want you to do anything to help the team. I want you to just sit back and watch the games. Um, I, I know that in Salt Lake, uh, if anybody wanted to step up and say, hey, I want to learn how to do this, every single one of us would be like, all right, let's, let's do this. When do you have time for us to teach you? We'll teach you how to do this. We're, we're all here to help you reach out, ask us questions, um, try, to, try to learn, try to grow. As a person and as a, as a player in this league, just try. That's all you got to do. And Ross, you got anything to add? Yeah, I, I think that being yourself, as I said before, is, is real important for the rookies. And all ways that you can be involved even before you get in the pros. And, and I think the, the content team and how other things um, are out there in the league to be part of is something that also is something that gets noted. Um, and, you know, we started the newspaper this year, um, you know, a couple of weeks into the season. And once the minors started and we put it out there, the looking for help. I mean, you know, j- just to take a moment to recognize some of the, of the minors players that have contributed to the paper for us this year, which were people that came to me and said, hey, is there a way that we can help? Um, you know, I put it out there that, you know, I'd love to have anybody contribute if they'd like. But, you know, to have a list of guys like Terrell Sutherland, who has his own um, interview section with the team, um, that uh, the, the fullback Hattori Hanzo, right, that the past couple of weeks we've put that cooking with Hanzo because he came to me and said, hey, you know, what about this whole idea about for people who like to cook and put stuff out there? I said, listen, you send it to me, I'll put it in the paper. And he sends he spends the time to take the pictures and break it down or whatever. And if anybody's getting something out of it, that's great. The guys who do the recaps, Axel Raven, Casey Blackwell, Justice Blackwell, Caesar Ackerman, Stephen Black. These are people who came in and said, hey, we'll do this for you. And I said, I appreciate the help. And they write those in-depth recaps of the these guys that are doing things on their own because they want to be involved. You know, guys who have just written articles for me and just said, hey, can I write something and put it in the paper? Sure. Bailey O'Shaughnessy, Dante Grimm, Daniel Wright. All of these guys just put it out there that they would like to contribute with these things. And when it comes to the paper, anybody who wants to do something, I'm going to put them out there. Um, Because for me, I want the content to be quality, but I also want a way to get these guys noticed because if they're trying to take that step forward, um, it should be recognized. And I hope that the viewership of the paper is growing so that more and more people are seeing the work that these guys who have yet to hit the pros are putting their time in and their spare time like we do. That you do this, you guys, you know, you and Ben and Katie, you guys do this show in your own time to provide great content to them. I do the paper, Dave Access, Ashley, Tyler, and Kendra. Everybody takes to go ahead and put some content out there, and it gets recognized by the league. 
that's a handful of the young guys that people can put on their teams this year that are people who are already putting that effort out into this league to provide content for other people when they're trying to fight to get on a team. And those are the things that need to be recognized. I'm not telling everybody to run out there and say that they want to write for the paper or they want to write for the content team. But if there's something that you know you want to do, there are avenues before you hit a pro team that you can accomplish those things. And so those are the things that I hope um, the rookies take into account. It's not always just impressing people with trying to tell everybody what they can do. I've spoken to plenty minors players who think that it's impressive to give you a lesson on the game. And it's like, listen, guys, you know, you can think you know this game all pro in and out. It's not going to help you get on this team if you're trying to impress me on you know the game in and out before you even understand how this league works. You know, there's ways to go about getting yourself out there on what you want to do. And um, I just can't stress enough that the selling point on their end um, has to just be be yourself. And so if there are things out there that you want to do um, in this league, make it be known, but don't, you know, don't think that you're going to tell somebody something that they don't already know um, in this league. When you've got guys from CAM all the way down to owners who have been in this league for years, you know, uh, I work for one in Gerald who's been here for many seasons. Frank works for one. Your owner has been in a different organization that has won championships before. Uh, you got guys like Mighty in this league. You got guys like Eddie Gage in this league. You're not going to tell those guys something that they don't already know. So be yourself, sell yourself well, and you're going to end up on a quality team. And San Diego is included in that equation. San Diego has some quality guys on that team. Uh, I'm friendly with Optimus. I've had conversations with him before, as I'm friends with Tyler, too. So, you know, there's no taking sides on anything there. Um, It's just every organization in this league, um, uh, in one way or another, is a respectable organization uh, that especially deserves the respect from minors players who haven't even been able to understand the league a little bit more. And, um, you know, everyone should always go in with their own um, experience in mind. If Tyler did not have a good experience in San Diego or the other guys that San Diego let go right at the end of the season, San Diego also is retaining a bunch of guys. So clearly those guys are not having the experience that Tyler and others are having. And minors mm-hmm. players have to keep that in mind. Your individual yeah. experience is different. Yeah, and, and, and I think just by talking with teams and finding out, you can definitely go ahead and, and see who fits your needs. And, and, and hopefully, again, rookies are hearing tonight's show and hearing how, you know, Mike is looking for on, on Jacksonville and how you're looking for for Louisiana and, and really get a good understanding of what for all rookies, right? Every single person that's on this line right now was a rookie at one time. We were all part of Gen 1, right? Uh, so we, yeah. we, we went through the process and the growing pains, and, uh, you know, we've seen even close buddies of ours not get drafted 
for not doing enough, right? And and I think it's it's like don't go overboard, right? But just do something, right? Like jumping on shows or, you know, reaching out and just asking us how our days are, right? Like that sometimes goes a long way for me, right? Like like I, I personally said it. I'm not a person who if you reach out to me and say, hey, I can do better than Ben, for example, right, just because Ben's on the line. You don't know my relationship with Ben. You tell me that, it's going to piss me off more than it's going to make me happy, right, because my relationship that I have with Ben goes beyond just on the field, right? He helps me out with the show. He he does a lot of things outside of here. He does stats for the, you know, for, for, for the league. So by you belittling that person, and nobody has done that, Ben, right, but just saying – you you might burn bridges that way with not understanding where we're coming from and just come like a person. I love to you guys because of X, Y, Z. Um, and even if it doesn't happen, I think this is another point to share with rookies. If you're not drafted or you're not drafted by a team or whatever, or like the team that you, you know, originally wanted, whatever the case may be, understand those relationships can build any communal relationships in the future. I have a real situation with Ben where, I talked to him our first season. We unfortunately couldn't get him before Chicago got him, right? And a season later, we were able to pick him up and bring him back into the organization. He did a phenomenal job in his rookie interview. Uh, Chicago passed him up, but we were able to get him back uh, in free agency, and he's been awesome ever since, right? So I think those relationships that you build during these times are critical as much as anything else. And you know, again, if you did decide to leave, you always want to leave on good terms on those teams, but then you also, too, always want to represent yourself well because if you represent yourself well and you go into free agency, I, f- I believe it's always easier than if you come with some baggage or you come with some issues and then the offers aren't as much as you want it to be, and now it's not the same experience. So just always keep that in mind um, when it comes down to going through this period. But this period is, is, is a once-in-a-lifetime, I say, right, like, you're not going to get drafted again unless you decide to retire your player and go back into the minors and do this again, right? But nine times of ten is going to be a little bit of while. So enjoy enjoy that process. Enjoy how it goes because um, it can lead to multiple things. Uh, you guys, we all came from Gen 1, and look at us, all general managers at this point in time. Not saying that's something yep. that's 100% common, but you have general managers who are in positions and organizations to really help uh, rookies have a better experience because we've been in their shoes and we understand where they're coming from. And I, I think I saw on Gen Chat too a rookie having a situation before, uh, feeling like people didn't understand them. But trust me, we, we understand you and we'd love to hear from you just because, again, we know how frustrating it could be. But trust me, people understand the, the walk the walk that you've gone through. So before we end the show, uh, Mike and Ross, do you guys have anything else to add to the rest of the rookies or the listeners or anything else? Yeah, Mike, I'll you. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so, yeah, uh, let me just put my story out there. Um, I came to the SFLM after it already started. Uh, I didn't get in until week four. Um, and my guy statistically was very ineffective. I had one sack for, for the whole season of the first SFLM season. And that was in the very last game. Um, I didn't get drafted because my guy was awesome on the field. Um, I got drafted because I got myself out there. Uh, I made sure people knew who I was. I made friends, uh, friends who I'm happy to say I'm still friends with at this point. 
Um, and I, 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 I got drafted by Jacksonville uh, based only on the fact that Jacksonville had just opened up their team store. And I got in there and I checked out the gear that they had in there. And I sent Frank a message, said, hey, that, that gear looks really hot, man. I, I would totally be down with, with, with getting, getting that hoodie that you got in there. And that sparked the whole conversation that got me drafted. And, and now I'm, I'm the GM for this team. It, it, you don't have to just look to try and sell yourself. You could just say, hey, you know, I like this about your team or, or hey, I, I really like that, that baseball cap you got in your store. It, so, just anything to start a conversation. It, it doesn't have to be uh, business. It doesn't only have to be business. Um, being friends uh, really helps out. Uh, Ross and I are friends. We've been friends since the first of the film season. Um, yep. We don't get to talk to as often as I'd like, but, but we, we talk. And, and it, it's the relationships that I've made here that make this all worth it. Yeah, that's true. Anything you want to add, uh, Ross, before we close it out? Uh, yeah, I just want to let everybody know in the minors that um, it's okay to not be drafted in return to the minors. We have a lot of quality people as well as players in the game who returned into this minor season from season two that are now still in in season three, and they will be high draft picks in this offseason, in this draft, after this offseason. Um, I understand the excitement. We all understand. We've all been there. We've been through the draft. But... Um, you know, you guys even have uh, on your team, uh, Nelson, you guys drafted Gary Clem this year. I played with Gary in season one, and he did not get drafted. Had opportunities to play a secondary position, but who was a guy who said, no, nope, I want to play linebacker, so I have no problem going back to the minors. Played a second season in the minors, also got himself out there, made some contact, and was a high draft pick for Portland last season. It's okay. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be disappointing because we all want to get there. But the bottom line is, it's not a bad thing if you have to return. It could just simply be there was no spot for your player. It's, 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 no, you know, it's, it's not a judgment on the person or the player in the game that you didn't get drafted. Some guys are playing positions that there's just not going to be a lot of opportunities. It's okay to go back get yourself out there, be part of the league in that way and build your value. And you most more than likely will then be a draft pick that, that next season after that. So I don't want anybody to be discouraged if they don't end up getting drafted, although it's natural to feel that way. Yeah, you're right. Well, appreciate that, Ross. I definitely do, Mike. Again, I appreciate you as well. You gentlemen have a wonderful evening. And, uh, again, any rookies, reach out if you want to see what's going on with both organizations. But thank you, gentlemen. You have a wonderful evening. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, Nelson. Too. Thanks, Ben. All right. So shout-outs to both Mike All and Ross Napoli. Uh, we appreciate it, uh, definitely. And, uh, Ben, you guys didn't have before we close out? Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on the interview. Pretty angry right now that the Pittsburgh Penguins choke tonight. 
But uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the show, and uh, thanks for Ross and Mike for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Hey, we'll be on Friday. Uh, listen now for Inside the League with GM Nelson Lozano. We'll have two rookies on there, and you have a wonderful evening. Good night. <laughs>